As the prophecies have foretold, we have once again arrived unbidden yet hopefully welcome into our own feed and your Thursday with our next entry into our interview series. Now, you may have noticed a few things are different if you listened or otherwise paid attention to the last interview episode with Jonathan as it came out. First, the name. We want to offer our audience, among other things, both these interviews and behind-the-scenes content about our game, and decided it would make sense to name them differently. Hence, these interviews will be Reckless A Talk, which, you know, I think (laughs) we can all agree is very on-brand, and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy it as much as we did. And all of our out-of-character cast conversations about the game itself will be entitled Behind the Screen. Second, The Length. We decided we wanted everyone to get to see everything the generous TTRPG creators we've already sat down with offered up in their conversations, so our main feed will now have the full hour-long conversations in their entirety. Then, all our behind-the-screen content moving forward will be held on our Patreon, including monthly recorded check-ins, in-depth level-up discussions, arc recaps, all that great stuff. Obviously, if you have any questions, please definitely reach out to us on Twitter or via email. Anyway, on to the interview. Steve has been gaming for a long time. A long time. In this episode of Reckless to Talk, he and I discuss his long-running history in the hobby, his 20-plus year ongoing D&D campaign, the importance of introducing TTRPGs to new players, his side of the story on how the crew that became Reckless Attack came together, what it was like being a fellow player in the first game of D&D I, Nathan, ever played, and much more. If you enjoy these interviews or have a suggestion for a future guest, please reach out to us on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack or send us an email at RecklessAttack.contact at gmail.com. Anyway, enough preamble. Here's my interview with Steve, a.k.a. Self, a.k.a. Pip Drowbane. See you Tuesday. Hello, Steve. Well, hello. <laughs> Lo- lovely running into you here. Yeah, yeah. This, it's a little, uh, little odd. Didn't expect to see you in the recording booth uh, at this time. But, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, hey. At our pre-scheduled yes. time for just you and I to meet up. Right. Surprise. Surprise. Uh, Steve, I'm so excited to be here and, t- and chatting with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, this, should, uh, this, this should be fun. I, I am excited to impart whatever I can. Yeah, exactly. I think we've talked about a little bit on some of the various Reckless Attack things. You have been playing tabletop role-playing games longer than, easily than any of us, um, and probably longer than the majority of our listeners, probably longer than a lot of people out in the world have been playing tabletop role-playing games. So uh, in addition to certainly getting to know you a little bit, really want to delve into some of your experience and your relationship with the games and, and that kind of stuff, especially because you have been doing it for however long now and you are still doing it and doing so with great glee i think the 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 best place that i'd love to start at with you is the big question and one of my favorite questions especially for people who have been playing for a long time uh, and don't have kind of the same answer that i do of like ah, i don't know i listened to podcasts and was vaguely aware of of dnd and so that's how i got in how how did you first get introduced to tabletop role-playing games I'm going to start off by saying that my first ever game of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which is the first game I, I had ever played, mm-hmm. actually did not occur on a tabletop. Really? Yes. I'm going to try to keep this uh, detailed but brief. <laughs> um, I believe I the first time we ever started playing was I was about ten years old, and one of my neighbors had uh, the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh, mm-hmm. Player's Handbook and and Dungeon Master's Guide and um, and the Monster Manual. So the the basically the core the big three. three the big three yeah. We were kind of looking for something to do, and he's like he's he was uh, a little bit older than the rest mm-hmm. of us. I think he was around. 
13, maybe 14. And did he have a like an older sibling or something? Or was he just one of the people who he, like he, saw it and then glommed onto it? So uh, I actually, I don't know how he got into yeah. it, but he was the older sibling uh, yeah. of him and his sister. And then there was uh, another a group of us that were uh, around 10 or 11 that were another couple of neighbors uh, in the neighborhood. He was the DM and there were three of us playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use air quotes here yeah. as playing. <laughs> yeah. What I remember from that is the uh, the character that I had made. And this um, was what year, too? This was... Or okay, give so, ballpark. Uh, this was around uh, 1986, yeah, give or take. It. Okay. So we, we decided to create characters, and I very distinctly remember rolling uh, 20-sided dice <laughs> for the stats instead of the 3D6. Powerful um, and or horrible. And or horrible, <laughs> yes. Since since at that particular time, we were all big fans of G.I. Joe, uh, all mm-hmm. of our characters were basically based off of G.I. Joe okay, characters. Awesome. Um, so I, I think when it came down to it, I had some kind of fighter type mm-hmm. character. And, Fighting man. <laughs> yes. And uh, what we would did is we we the only thing we had on on these on these sheets of paper and the, the paper we used was if you uh, if you remember can harken back to grade school years. <laughs> It was uh, a dark brown uh, notebook paper, but it was you used it lengthwise. And so it was it was longer than it was uh, Mm -hmm. tall. And it had the very, very wide lines on it. And it had a dotted line going through the center of those two lines. So you could uh, to teach you how big your letters had to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what the first, that's what my first character was on, <laughs> was, was on. on that sheet of paper. And it was just a list of stats. And I remember having 120, but I cannot for the life of me remember what attribute it was in. It was in. I think it was strength. Hopefully not, not it was a, use, a useful stat. I, 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 for I think a it was, it, it was, I think it was either strength or con. I, I don't remember offhand, but, uh, when I said we, we didn't play, we actually didn't play at a table. The one neighbor that had the books also had the, the dice mm-hmm. um, didn't have the percentile die. So it was just, it was 20, 12, 10, six, four, eight, eight, six, eight, four. Six, four. Yeah. Um, we played D and D. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was all he had. And what we would do was we would go to different spots around the neighborhood for the fighting. So we'd have one fight was like in my neighbor's backyard and we would roll on their little patio. Oh my gosh. And then we like, they're like, okay, you know, is you're traveling and we would go and we would move to another oh my location. God. You were like proto LARPing. Yeah. Basically. Kind, kind of. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in a way, one of my neighbors, uh, had, uh, a corner unit. We were in a, um, uh, townhouses set up and they had a, a corner unit and they had this there was this weird green i don't know what to call it aside from like box that was on their property and it. i it was some kind i think it was some kind of electrical like thing. A, yeah power box or something like but that. but i yeah i have no idea what it actually <laughs> went to but um it had a low uh cement kind of step around mm-hmm. it and yep. then there was this thing and so i remember stepping up on that and rolling the dice on top of this big green box for something <laughs> i'm sure totally safe uh, uh, absolutely no I'm, no I mean, risk of anything any yeah, issues there sure there, there was uh you know just because i hear humming now every now and then <laughs> fine. um uh, but that was that was our first game was was and that's that's what i remember from the first time we ever played D. and then there, i had a quite a long stretch before the the second game and, and and was that just the first like the first did you just play it once or did you guys play it, it was, in that first game several times it, no it was basically i i think maybe we did it twice Got maybe it. three times but it was then we moved on to other things it's like oh it's now it's you know now it's nicer out let's uh let's go ride our bikes and did you <laughs> well hey do you remember your character's name by any chance Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> I, I do remember the character's name. I have gotten significantly better at this over the years, but I like for some reason there is this this paralyzing thing when you when you try to come up with the name of oh, a yeah. character. Oh god! And for a ten year old, it's like, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know many names. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I was just like, I was like, well, uh, crap, I don't know. And they're like, that's it, that's your name, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I was like, what? Like, yep. God. Name's crap. You're putting it down there. Ten year olds uh, are so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. So, so yes, the, my first ever character's name was a fighter named crap. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I do want to hear about the second game too, but when, when either this, this first game or the second game was kind of being pitched to you, it just in terms of like, here's what it is. Um, and here's what we'll be doing. Do you remember anything about that? Or was it just kind of one of those childhood memories where like, yeah, this is a, this is what we're doing. We're playing D&D, whatever that is. And we are following this 13 year old who's telling us what. It yeah. Is. Yeah. So it was there was no explanation as to what the game mm-hmm. was. It it was more more or less. It was 
hey, do you want to play? Do you want to be able to play one of your favorite characters yeah. from a cartoon? Crap. It's like everyone's favorite, yeah, car- yes, everyone's everyone's favorite, favorite cartoon character. Yes. Never had, had a last name for him. And I believe there was an exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Not entirely sure, but I if I could if I could go back and and find the character sheet. Oh my gosh! That, that, first of all, that would be amazing. I would, you'd, you'd have to frame it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, so that was that was kind of how it, that that was how it started. Was uh, a fighter named Crap. <laughs> I would love. I think that if you ever make a tabletop role playing game memoir, I think that's a should be at least in the running for potential titles. Oh, yeah. Is a fighter named Crap. A Steve Hurwitz story <laughs> or something like my that. adventures through D&D. Yeah, exactly. Second game. You went for a little while without playing after right, the first yeah. like what? Two or three, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And then what happened? What happened um, next? I think it was around maybe 12 then. And one of my other neighbors that uh, I had met in in Temple, we kind of we went to Sunday school together. Uh, and then he was like, hey, I've got this, you know, this game called Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And I went <laughs> and I went, oh, I've. I've played that. And he's like, oh, great. So you can, you know, we can kind of figure out, you know, you can help me with the rules. And I'm like, I, all right, let me, let me, let me put a little more explanation to that. Yeah. I have played it. Expectation management. Yes. Yes. But then he, uh, he ran uh, like a quick game or two. It was over, over a couple different weekends. It, you know, would be like three games again. Uh, but in that one, I was playing an elven rogue, mm-hmm. a thief, elven thief. And uh, I remember uh, him asking, well, you know, what's the thing? What would you like to do? Wh- what would you like to get out of, you know, whatever we're playing? And I said, I said, I just want magic weapons. <laughs> I mean, same though. Yeah. And so, um, and it's really weird as I'm talking about it, like more details keep kind of like yeah, flying yeah. into my head. But I believe my elven thief found a pair of plus one daggers underneath the stoop of one of the local like general stores <laughs> and it was just dropped them oops it, well it was it was it, it's kind of funny because every time now if i play video games mm-hmm. and you kind of walk around and you find random yeah. stuff they're like hey there's an elven cloak in a barrel outside of some right. inn yeah, i was totally. like oh that that perfectly makes sense because <laughs> that's where my one of my first characters found the pair of elven uh you know elven daggers plus one daggers just because he was he was wandering around like you know looking through stuff yeah <laughs> as one did in the yes, days yes how long did that go on uh, that again, that was only a, a couple sessions. There was no no real length to any of that stuff. It became a little bit more regular uh, once I hit high school. Yeah, I was going to ask. So we're, we're, what we're I know what we're building to is talking about your most um, long lived campaign. Right. And that's all I'll say at this at this juncture. Was there a point for for you again? Now you've dabbled a little bit. You've nominally played D anD D to whatever extent a you know ten to twelve year old or whatever can. At what point did you kind of, looking back now, start to kind of like get what role-playing games were and could offer and kind yeah. of like quote-unquote playing for real? And that's the most air quotes that that I can use. But. Right. So uh, we I progressed from, you know, from that through getting together kind of like either weekly or every other a couple of weeks uh, and having like sleepovers and we'd play we play D and D, but for us at that point, it was it was just fights. It was like Got it. it was yeah. it was you know here's your character. You're <laughs> fi- you know today today you guys are fighting three red dragons. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I could take them. After that, it kind of went into into high school where we started having where there was actually a story a, a yeah. storyline that kind of went through mm-hmm. the the whole thing. There was a whole group of us that kind of joined the. Um, the RPGA, uh, the Role Playing Game Association. Oh, cool! Uh, and I didn't so know we about were, that. Yeah, that, so that we was were, a thing. We even. were we were part of that for uh, for a little while, and there were. And was um, this like a national thing? Or yeah, like our, a, RPGA uh, was was is nationwide. Oh, cool! Uh, actually, I think I didn't I, even know I'm, about it. I'm fairly certain it's still an active thing. We'll have to Google it later. So we we kind of we kind of joined that, and there was, uh, you know, you had to. It was a nominal fee but you had to pay for membership dues would be collected every time we played we played <laughs> and and it was mostly just like just like you know here here's some money and it was mostly for whoever was hosting for their parents to go buy us some snacks got it yeah and that was that was it was it was like our our little way of being like oh, you know that's, that's you, awesome thanks thanks for feeding us here's some you know here's, here's like whatever tw- 12 bucks. change yeah yeah, yeah. His, scrape you know, together whatever we had yeah and and so the, that uh that was kind of like the the high school experience was um, 
was more along that line, those lines. And in that group is where I played, I kind of got introduced to other things like we played AD&D, but I got introduced to things like Battletech and Shadowrun mm-hmm. and uh, Earthdawn and uh, the Star Wars uh, D6 uh, game mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. West End mm-hmm. Games, uh, Marvel superheroes, uh, all of that. I, uh, like that was, that was the time where, where we kind of like branched out and said, there's all kinds of this other stuff yeah. to play that's not just fantasy genre. We kind of went through those, the, any pre-made modules that, that any of my friends or I had, um, whoever was running would kind of run one of those. And, uh, and then, and then we hit college, which is, I know that's the, the, the question you, you, you were, you were, well, uh, yeah, at, yeah. Le- at least, um, at least a, l- a little bit. So was, so was D and D now kind of at this point and, and tabletop role playing games generally, was that now just something that was kind of ingrained into your, your social life where it's like, oh yeah. And then when we have sleepovers, we do D and D or whatever. And that it was kind of kind built of. in a little bit. Right about during high school was when all of the uh, nerdy Dungeons and Dragons jokes started coming up in our group. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, and it was it was things like, uh, you want me to come in early for you know early for something? Make a charisma check. <laughs> it's like you know, convince me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, uh, and you know, it's, it's little little stuff like that. And uh, you know, we had. Well, specifically for AD and D, it was like you know my character's armor class is so low he can't even hit himself. <laughs> um, just as a brief aside, AD and D lower armor class right. was actually better for those who don't than, know. Yes, that, than than higher. It's armor a whole class. thing. And, you can Google it. It's yes, Thaco or Thaco, whatever you Thaco. Yeah, uh, to hit armor class zero. The, if you had negative armor class, that was actually very good. We'll dedicate another special behind the screen episode <laughs> yeah, for to, uh, Steve teaching us about that. You know, we had we had kind of like those jokes and there was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going around at that point. Like another thing you could Google is the you might be a gamer if which has some fantastically true things on it. Uh, so, for instance, if you could wallpaper your house in character sheets. Yep. Just the Jeff Foxworthy, but yeah, for, yes, but for gamers, but for gamers, yep. exactly, exactly. And so you know, there was like all, all of those jokes kind of went around, and it was you could you could that's how you figured out who you'd be able to game with. Got was, it. Oh, was, yeah. Did you get the joke? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, and, uh, we're, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, we we're playing on Saturday. <laughs> the uh, the 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 shared lingo, being able to kind of safely feel out like who who gets this right, right. this yeah, very exactly. underground weird who's going to be my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You transition to college, and then what happens, Steve? Uh, so there was one game that I was already playing with the uh ra the resident assistant Mm -hmm. um at at the dorm i was in named dom and he was running a ravenloft campaign Hmm, cool ravenloft is is one of those things where everybody should experience it once and then you will forever have dread of certain things like (laughs) like the mist yeah yeah so uh you know he, he started playing that and then um my friend pete came up and said said hey uh another friend of ours jeff is is running an ADD game we're looking for another player do you want to play and i was like sure i I'm in college. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's more uh, D&D? Hell let's, yeah. Let's fill up some of these weekday nights with <laughs> uh, with a few hours of Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, he did that. And we uh, we kind of all got together. There were, um, what was it, four or five of us. Uh, so my, my friend Jeff was the DM. Uh, there was another Jeff that was playing. It was Pete. It was myself. And it was uh, a guy named Todd. We, we created characters uh, individually with the DM, like mm-hmm. working with them, you know, kind of figure out what we wanted to play. My character in that campaign was a monk, mm-hmm. uh, a human monk. We started playing, uh, you know, weekly in college. I believe it was in like summerish of, of '98. My friend Todd passed away, mm. and so we kind of had this discussion of, you know, what what we want to do, and we we essentially put that campaign on mm-hmm. on hold. Mm-hmm. And but we decided we still wanted to all play together, and so in February of '99, I made my character for this now long running campaign. Uh, he's a uh, Pip Garthic, which is mm-hmm. you know my my handle is is Pip Drowbane on. Yep, you might Twitter. recognize it if yes. you follow us on Twitter. Yes, it was it was Pip Garthic, half orc, a fighter thief, and uh, we started playing in February. Uh, I created him in February '99 because yeah. the date is on the character sheet. Really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and that's that's how I know. Um, and so you know after we after we created him, it was probably a few weeks after that that we actually started 
yep, played. Sure. And we have been playing since then. Since uh, it, February 1999. Yeah, in, in that campaign. So whatever that, uh, what's it, 2021 now? Yeah. Uh, so, so 22 years? Almost almost 23, right? If yeah. we're doing that math yep. right, whatever it is. You guys get it yes. listening at home. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, that was that campaign. But we've been playing together since 96. Yeah, right. So um, a little bit even longer than that. So that is the that is the long, long, long running <laughs> campaign. After college, we were getting together maybe once a month to play, and then that kind of got reduced as people had sure. families and and work you know work related stuff. Now we get together maybe a couple times a year, yeah, um, but still to play, and we have, we have hit some major milestones recently. Um, <laughs> it's been so. it's it's been always very awesome here. You just occasionally pepper in a your own excitement when when there's another one on the book, like another yeah, session yes, that you're like, yeah. okay, cool, like a couple weeks, I get to I get to go back to this game, yes. and also then for you to regale us of the cool stories or cool monuments or um, you know monumental times or milestones that you've gone into, you know, and and most recently we we actually had uh, um, the end of a. Uh, I don't know what exactly what to call it. Stor- major story arc. Yeah. So uh, essentially, uh, the uh, let's uh, let me let me preface it with the the major story arc. <laughs> yep. Was uh, the return of this big bad evil god, Classic. and we uh, uh, after some uh, let's call them false starts. Um, <laughs> uh, later on, uh, some. Uh, time travel and things like yada, that. Yada. We, uh, you know, successfully banished Balgoth beyond the gates of night. Excellent. And got apparently thrown somewhere else. Uh, we're not entirely sure. It could be forward in time, which is what we think happened, but we're not quite sure. And this was recently? This was actually our last game. Yes. Really? I don't know if I heard that oh. officially or not. Well, officially, th- there we are in the campaign. Um, only 22, only yeah, you know, 22, only, 23 o- years later. It only took us uh, 20 some years to I mean, get if there. You're, if you're going to banish a god, I guess yeah. you should you should it's, have to earn that. It is, it is a, that is a long-term goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were gathering these pieces of this this artifact to prevent him from coming back but we ended up going back in time and actually sending him away the first time so now wouldn't it be funny if we end up right back and like he just came back and like he sees us again <laughs> hey. like like several tens of thousands of years later it's like uh it's like excuse me you're not allowed in here anymore. Yep. <laughs> we, to- we thought we told you the first yeah. time. Remember the last time when we had to throw you out? Let's not have a repeat of that. Yeah. Why don't you just go back? Yeah. Uh, so how it's so it's it's always been very cool to hear stories about this particular campaign in in large part because it has been going on for so long that a there's just a lot of. There's a lot of content there, even if you're yes, playing a couple, absolutely. you know, once a month or whatever. You have banished gods. You have done all all kinds of crazy things. Um, but also, you have gone through a couple decades of life, of like actual human yes. life, uh, yeah. and and friendship and that kind of stuff. So, I guess, kind of first of all, is it the same group more or less? Like this this second kind of reformed group? It is that uh, has been playing. Yeah, concurrently? it is. It is just uh, just except for Todd. Right. It is still. Yeah, Just the same, the same one. We did have uh, one other person come in for several years and then and dropped out. A short, Rich. A short guest yeah, in yeah, l- yes. lasting five years. Ba- basically, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Rich did come in and, you know, we're, we're all still friends, uh, but he had some other stuff going on. And so he had to kind of bow out. But our, our core group, yeah, has been there. Uh, been playing this entire time. And it's there are some groups that get together and can be. You know, say for instance, you know, so and so can't show up. Well, we're all still going to meet and play yeah, anyway. Right. Uh, this that does not happen with this group. Mm-hmm. We are either all there playing or we are not playing that day. Yep. I think that while that is very very difficult to get to that point, especially with if you have a lot of people that yeah, are playing or absolutely. you have or you have a game that does not lend itself to that. But I think it is some of the best gaming you can do mm-hmm. is is when you have a a group of people. It's the same group and you're all playing together every time. Yeah. Because then nobody misses anything and uh, nobody has to, you know, take control of somebody else's character and guess what they would they would be doing. And everybody gets the same reveals at the same time. Yeah. It's right. like, you know, the big bad evil guy takes off his mask and mm-hmm. it's actually, you know, so <laughs> you know, and everybody does the <gasps> at the same time. You've you've been playing obviously for for a long time now, and I would imagine just like your life has changed, just like you have changed, especially compared to ten year old Steve. I would imagine in yes. at least some ways. How has your relationship and understanding, and maybe even goals around what you get out of sitting down at the table, especially looking from 
you know, kind of that the start of that serious college campaign all the way all the way to now. How has that shifted and evolved if it has? It's a little difficult to put a my finger on exactly. Sure. But like, you know, when, when we started playing, I was uh, well, let me let me do that. Let's see if it was 96. What would that be? Uh, I was what? Like 19. Whenever. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, College age. Yeah. Yeah. When, when we started playing, everything was it was still very in a college mindset. Sure. Right. So there were themes like the the big, bad, evil God is, is returning. You know, we have to stop them at, at that point. Just just from from my point of view, I loved the the combat. Like the combat was mm-hmm. uh, I absolutely love every time we every time we went into combat, I was like, yeah, I get to like, showcase my character's abilities. Yeah. Cause he's a he's a fighter of thief. Course. So he's like sneaking around and like, you know, stab backstabbing people and uh getting all up in their face afterwards and all of that. Now I'm very like it, it's kind of funny. I very attached to my characters now. Yes. Uh, more so than I was earlier. When when I when we go into a situation, my my personal first thought is <laughs> how do I avoid combat? <laughs> yeah. Like how do I get them to, uh, how do I get what I need without without getting hurt? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, because if I if I get hurt, I could die. Yes, and that <laughs> I can't have. Yeah, and we can't we can't have that. And and that's very interesting that you say that, especially just as DM Nathan have seen your last two characters, which Selv, of course, being an individual who enjoys talking, enjoys trying to connect and solve problems that way and your prior character being a warlock rogue who liked just creeping around in darkness and never yeah. being seen never being touched had his eldritch blast from 500 feet away <laughs> or whatever that you would just right. be like i'm just out of the combat all yeah, the time the warlock ro- rogue warlock was was more of a um how can i nuke them from orbit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and and self is kind of a, a a talk them down and kind of get what we need. Like you know, we try to figure out because most likely we want the same thing. Yeah, and so how can we get there? Yeah, when you are are you know starting a new game, when you're creating a character, when or just when you are kind of thinking about a campaign or a story or something that you want to be a part of, what are the things that you when you sit down? that you enjoy experiencing, that you love, that you seek out? What do tabletop role-playing games do for you, I guess, basically? So I guess it's a it's kind of a one of those things where I get to I get to to be the hero mm-hmm. and take all of the risks, you know, do do all the things of like, yeah. well, the, there's probably only a five percent chance this will actually work, but <laughs> what the hell, we're going for it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 that kind of stuff. So I can do I can do things with these characters that there is no way I would do in, in actual life because fear of death. Right. Well um, yeah, for starters. Yeah. yeah. I like playing in in the games where my characters can be the heroes. Yes. And w- whatever shape or form that takes, like they, they can be, they can be the hero. Uh, and kind of for a similar reason is I'm, I'm not particularly keen on evil campaigns. Yeah. Right. And, and w- when I say the word campaign, I mean the, the long term kind of, uh, of game, not necessarily a one shot. Like if we, if we have a, if we're going to play a one shot and it's all evil characters, you know, yeah, okay, then, cool. Then that, I, got, I have no problem with that. I have tried to run or I've run a couple of of the evil one shots uh running them is is a little more difficult because yeah. it's there's not as many ways to motivate evil characters aside from like I'm like oh here's a bunch of gold if you if you're successful in this we will name you duke of this particular province you know and it, it's not like the uh the blacksmith's daughter was kidnapped somebody has to go get her where all the good characters are like all right let's go we're yeah, going right yeah like, exactly and you you pick it up you get it yeah there's no there's no question of of motivation there well uh, of of you know how do we convince them to go do it it's right. just you know they're the good guys they're going to go do it yeah like, exactly and as as my my friend Jeff, the guy who's running our our long term campaign, likes to point out, he's he's like, I barely have to do anything with with you guys because it's even a hint of somebody being in trouble. <laughs> you guys will go there. <laughs> you guys will travel across the yeah, continent. Yeah, absolutely, be like, we'll be and there. It even it's even you know it's even become even easier since our our wizard got teleport because then it's like it's like you know. 300 miles away, the the blacksmith's daughter was kidnapped by goblins. So it's like, well, <laughs> we can be there and back in an afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say, we got, we got a free couple hours, right, yeah. guys? A couple yeah. spell slots. That's no problem. Yep. Let's go. So when you go when you go in to create your character you know you said i you know i like being the hero right and i do too i i love just being just a heroic character those are some of my favorite npcs yeah. to play even, even if it's the reluctant hero exactly as long as it's you know is ultimately i like i li- i also 
very much I'm on the same page of I like having a character that ultimately makes the right choice right and does it for the, you know, even reluctant but right reasons and, right, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. So when you're sitting down to create a character like that, you know, do you start with class? Do you start with an idea with a tone that you haven't explored or that you might be interested in exploring? Of course, knowing that, again, ultimately, like, yes, this is going to be a hero character, but your two hero characters that I've played with have been very different. So what what goes into that process for you? Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting question because it's it kind of depends on on what game uh, I'm going to be playing. Sure. And so originally when, when I first started playing D&D, I, I don't know what, what to call it, the rules as written yeah. uh, way of of creating a character was the first thing you did was roll 3d6 for each of your stats yep. in order. Okay, it was in order that, too. Yeah. And that's and that's what you that that's what you got. Based on those stats, sure. because certain classes had prerequisites, that did, gave you your list of available classes. Yeah, totally. I, sh- I should say uh, you, you kind of chose race and class together because some races gave stat bonuses to, right. to attributes. And then you looked at what your the prerequisites were. And if you met those, then you, here's your list of classes that you could take. You had to have a, a minimum of nine in order to be in that class that there were a bunch of house rules around that it's like well okay you're actually going to roll 3d6 three times for each stat but you're you're limited to the the that those roles so the the you roll one time for each stat and you have to pick basically one of those three columns yeah oh that's that's interesting you pick one of those three columns and then that 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 gave you a little bit more opportunity to to play the character that you wanted to play yeah uh for that but also gave you the the same kind of stat distribution that you would ordinarily get so yeah i like you know if i want to play a cleric i'm going to have i'm going to pick the one with the higher wisdom sure but that might mean my you know my dexterity is three yeah uh, right you know whatever something it is like that. yeah so sometimes what i do even even in these editions is what i will uh i'll just take out a piece of scratch paper and i'll roll 3d6 for each attribute oh really still and uh, yeah and just and take a look at it and go okay here's the type of character this would be is that something I want to play? Hmm. And then, and then I'll, I'll look at it and I'll go, okay, yeah, actually, yeah, I have some good ideas. That this, this looks like it would be a that's, fun character to play. That's and really then, interesting. And then I'll go in, and so for instance, if we're doing the point by system, then I will go in and I will buy my points based on based the, on the die rolls. Based on the die rolls. That's ki- really kind cool. of yeah. Where you'll just be able to look and see, like, okay, uh, that's just your jumping off point to start Basically, generating yeah. ideas. Yeah. So the 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 stats won't be the same. Right. But but it gives me it gives me an idea of of the character that I want to play. Mm-hmm. And and for for our game currently, you know, I have uh, it's a dragonborn monk. Yeah. And w- what I ended up doing was was rolling it and I ended up with my 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 two highest scores were in dexterity and wisdom. Yeah. And I was like it's like oh a monk, <laughs> and I was and and then I, I thought back to in college the yeah, first the first I character I had in college was was a monk and I was like wow I haven't played a monk since then and I was like sure yeah I could do that and then I kind of went through and said okay story wise you know what what do I want to play and I was thinking about the different races yep and Dragonborn seemed to you know that would be just a kind of a cool combination cool of thing. A Dragonborn monk absolutely and well th- there we go <laughs> yeah cool. Do you do you view yourself as a player or DM or do you just view yourself as like I play D&D and sometimes I do both? What do you, how do you identify, I guess? Yeah, so uh I would say 70% player, 30% mm-hmm. DM is kind of my uh, of where I am. Eh, maybe 65 35. Anyway. Yeah. But uh um I I more identify as a a player of the game yeah. than as a runner of the game. However, that's not that it's changed, but my my time spent DMing has increased significantly since COVID. Yeah, sure. Because I've been contacted by some group some groups <laughs> yeah. of friends that have said, "Hey, my kids are interested in learning," and I'm just like, you know, I've got a free night once a week. Sure, <laughs> I'm not but doing other I, stuff. <laughs> I'll I'll teach people how to play D and D. I will admit on this podcast and this podcast alone um, that it, there's a little bit. It's luckily, a little bit. A luckily, little bit, no one's going to hear this. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah, listens to these. But if you have been listening this far, uh, uh, just go ahead and put your fingers in your ears right. real quick, and we'll. Uh, I have a kind of a selfish reason for teaching my friends' kids to play Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. And that reason is that if they get involved and they enjoy <laughs> it, 
then one then my favorite hobby yes. continues yep. for longer. And yeah. there is there will continue to be more stuff made and more people will be interested in it. And so I get to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I it was interesting as uh, when you started saying that, I was like, oh, Steve's gonna say like, and then the kids will be able to run for him infinitely. But then it turned into a very nice, a very nice like global look. But then also like, but I will still get yeah, to play. Yeah, but, but I will still get to play more. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it can be it can be multiple things. So part of the reason that I asked that, and I I do want to get into the new player stuff, but one of the things I really enjoy about you as a player is how how thoughtful you are about what's going on at the table and about the, the fiction that we're all creating. You always really think about... The reality as it's being presented about the adventure, about how to how to keep the action moving in a, in a very fun way. So when you were sitting. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when you're sitting down to play, do you have a particular like mindset that you kind of try to bring to the table? It can be with our our group, certainly, or just in general, you know, a role that you kind of take on being an, being both yourself and being an experienced player to facilitate facilitate things. Uh, honestly, it's one of those things where. I, I like to kind of look around the table yep. and just make sure that everybody is having a good time. Yeah. And e- even even if they're not participating too much or or saying a whole lot, if it looks like they're they're actually enjoying sitting there mm-hmm. listening, then that's that's fantastic. <laughs> Th- that's why I like my my characters will try to to bring in other characters into conversations if it looks yes. like they're, they're, you know people are starting to get a little frustrated or bored and figure out combinations of things like what mm-hmm. what can yes. this character do alongside that character that would help us out in this situation yeah. like this this one is good at one thing this one's good at another thing but if we pair them up and mm-hmm. have them go do something mm-hmm. then you know that that would be kind of cool that's one of those things where i i kind of i, I kind of like to spread the love yeah absolutely <laughs> and i think one of the one of the great strengths of our group is that a lot of us think like dms and and have that kind of that that extra level of meta awareness of we're all looking out for each other trying to be like aha this person hasn't done anything for a bit uh, and you do a very good job of Thank being you. very active and leading a lot of that too which yeah. is and there's so nice <laughs> there's also there, there's also a little bit of as long as everybody's good with the situation, yeah. like, and and this is, I'm, I'm going to pull another example from this long-term game. I know was, we barely even got to talk about yeah. it. Like, <laughs> there's so much cool stuff yeah. to talk about. There was a situation where uh, my character, the ranger, were both captured. And the only person who was still free and yeah. running around was the, the clerk mage. Gr- great character, just not great on stealth. Yep. Yeah. But right. somehow, somehow <laughs> was was making all the roles he needed to. He was the only one who wasn't captured, and he was <laughs> he was wandering around trying to figure out what to do. And we we had been playing for a very long time yeah. at, at that point. And so there's kind of this unwritten rule around the table that if your character is not there, you don't make suggestions. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. But totally. you you can't say. You know, I have an idea and I'm thinking it at you really, really hard. I just need you <laughs> yeah. to just hear me. Pick it, pick it up, pick please. It up. Yeah. And th- there's also where, you know, we could, uh, where we can't say things directly, we would be able to ask, ask questions of the DM. Right. And say, you know, you know, Francis is, is walking around. To, uh, does he see, like, you know, <laughs> d- does he know that we've been captured? Does he see who captured you know yeah. and, and like that stuff and then and then you know that will get, give some some clues but we don't we don't overtly say hey you know you should do this and, totally you know letting the people play their own characters exactly basically. exactly when that was happening um pete who was playing the ranger and myself were were basically just sitting at the table yep, right yeah. w- watching him do this and it was it it was still a fantastic time yeah. <laughs> like even though there was no part for our characters to play and we were we were essentially helpless during this time watching that die hit the table and being like being like oh my god he, he made it he did it again yeah, yeah. <laughs> on to the subject a little bit of introducing new people to the game both for questions and because there have been past promised stories uh in other episodes you i know even just in in kind of our time of playing together i know you have definitely introduced a lot of people to to the hobby kids um or people who had only dabbled once or twice right you seem to be very happy to be like yeah sure like come on in i'll 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 show you how i do it and we'll kind of and we'll kind of go from there so i i will have a question but 
You were also definitely one of those people for me as well, being an impactful person of being very welcoming and bringing in and being like, yes, here, let me let me show you how to play. And that is part of why we are here yep. all these many years later uh, is that uh, we, t- we talked about a little bit during the Jonathan episode, but there is a local gaming store called the Dice Dojo here in Chicago, and it's it's why Reckless Attack exists. Exactly. Basically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what were you doing, Steve, when poor college student Nathan, who had, <laughs> who had nary a D20 to his name, wandered into the Dice Dojo one one fateful day? Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, you had kind of gone around to each of the tables and were asking if anybody would, wouldn't mind being interviewed and like, you know, how long have you been playing and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's always a couple people who are who are there that are playing that have been playing for as long or just about as long as I have. Yeah, definitely. Whatever, 20 plus, 30 plus years. And I remember uh, I remember you going around. I Honestly, I don't remember who was at the table while we were playing, but I remember you you asking like how long people have been playing. Yeah. And we're getting answers like, oh, I've been playing for like, you know, a year and a half. Yeah, and, th- and this, was, this was back in college. I was doing a, a report. I was doing a, an essay, you know, journalism school thing. Go, go in, you know, embed yourself into a subgroup community. And I decided like, ooh, I want to I learn more about D&D. So that's what I did. Um, and yeah, I had just gone up and yeah, I was just asking people just kind of those introductory questions of like, hey, I'm just a random stranger. It's one of those just, you know, Wednesday night or whatever game night type things that they would host i still remember a lot of the people that, yeah, that i yeah. that we talked to or that i talked to and yeah it was a lot it was fourth edition at the time i think a lot of people were relatively new either either in fourth edition or shortly yeah, before, yeah it, if was, I remember it right. was either fourth edition or pathfinder yeah just um, but all within a couple years i think right, maximally right. yeah so uh and you know people were people were giving answers of like you know a couple years yeah. uh, you know, a handful of years here the here there and i i think at that point <laughs> i was at like 25 27 yeah. years or something <laughs> i i remember um uh you kind of looking at me and i could see the thought process of of oh i might be able to get everything i need yeah <laughs> from one interview from, from steve <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly Exactly. Uh, so I remember we set up some time to meet at at the Thompson Center. I believe yes, yes, uh, it was downtown because I was working. I was working downtown, and so we kind of set up a, a, a like a talk during lunch. Yeah, and you know I only had whatever I had sixty minutes yep. for 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 lunch. So we just we went, we ate, and, food court. And we, talked. we just yeah. had a nice time, and then you you had come to play. A little bit after that, I yep. think. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact order, but it was essentially like first week was me just kind of sitting there and watching and, and being a fly on the wall. And then the next couple, I think next two weeks, some of the people there helped me use their digital character creator and just whipped up a character. And I, yeah, I played for, yep. I think, two-ish weeks or something like that. Yeah. After. And then we uh, remained in contact on Facebook. Yep, that's how we had set up some of the interviews and that kind of stuff. Right. We just you know, were messaging on Facebook, which was the style at the time. Right. And then uh, you sent out a quick a quick post yeah. on uh, it was probably your Facebook page just yep. uh, right on there said hey I'm thinking about starting up a D&D group is anybody interested and I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll play more D&D. Yeah. Yeah. This was whatever, five, six, whatever years ago it was. Right. right. Essentially had roped my roommates into playing and had wound down and was like, well, I, I still got I got to be playing D&D still. Oh, and then another group of mine had kind of fallen apart because um, some life life things got right, in the way, sure, as, sure. as is often the case. Yeah. I was just like, uh, you know, I think let's just put it out there. You know, D&D is getting cool again. And most of the people who responded are the people. People who are on Reckless Attack today. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I remember going to the to the first uh, session, and I didn't know who had responded because it was. I think it was just a, a direct message to you. Yeah, I'm yep. pretty sure. So I, I had no idea. We get to uh, get to Nathan's place yep. to uh, to play. Lo and behold. Jonathan and David are yes. there. And we're like, oh my God, I know you. <laughs> because you had also pl- played with them at the yes, Dice Dojo. Because we, yeah, we had also played with them at the Dice Dojo. Uh, yeah. And then uh, that was the first time I met Sophie. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All these years later. Yeah. What What's the experience, especially now that you have been playing for so long and have, have done so many different systems and groups and modules and that kind of stuff? Uh, what's it like for you as a experienced player and a very experienced player to play alongside new players either to run or to play with them it's it's interesting because for most people that have not played before they're looking for the 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 guidelines or the rules yeah. of what what they can do totally it's like okay you know it's my turn what can i do yeah and what i like to say is is before we start is that um you know, think of your your favorite characters in a in any kind of adventure mm-hmm. book or anything like that or television show. You know, if you've read about it 
if you've seen it or if you just thought it would be kind of cool and you want to try yeah. <laughs> it, like you have the option to attempt anything you want yep. in this in this game. So the the rules do not tell you they do not give you a list of what you can do on your turn. Yeah. What they do is they say you can do anything you want, but that is th- that's your turn and there is a role involved with that and as a player, you don't need to know what you need in order to be successful. That's up to the DM. Yeah. And if the DM has played before, then he or she has in their head uh, a list of guidelines yep. that says if they're going to try to uh, to jump over like a a five foot thing, it's they they need to you know hit. It's I don't you know, know the, some number. Here's some, some number. Yeah. Here's here's some number. Um, if they're going to attempt to, and I'm going to pull an example from uh from Critical Role, uh, teleport inside of a dragon and then activate an immovable rod. All right, there's going to be a role involved <laughs> with that, but you know, give me a second because because uh, this one's new. Let me think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the that's kind of like the 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 mindset I try to set off at the beginning for new players is that whatever you want to try you can do it now there is you can't do too many things in your turn right yeah because because each round is supposed to be about six seconds so whatever you can reasonably accomplish within six seconds you know is, is what you can do also trying to get them to be as descriptive as possible when they're doing it yeah. so instead of totally. just the instead of just the uh you know i step up and i attack him Jump, jump to the side, then slide in and like, right. you know, yeah. slash the whole, across with the, the whole, you know, whole movie star yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of uh, give, give whatever description you can. And I, I, you know, I try to do that as well, unless uh, there's also a point of you have to kind of read the group. And yeah. if, if the group is not interested in any of that, then, <laughs> then, all right, you then know, they're not, that, then that. they're not. And that's fine. Then just the, the giant tries to hit you with his axe. Yep. That's just it. the, the, yeah. the D20 roll and modifier. Thank you. Yeah. Let's move on. Yes. Have you ever, have you ever gotten burnt out? playing either either with a specific game or just with tabletops in general generally not from playing mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever been burned out from playing uh, occasionally i i do get burned out dming yeah sure. um, again it's one of those things i'm trying to impart on anybody that i'm i'm teaching teaching to play uh, i pull a lot of this from from matt colville he sure you know on youtube he does a whole bunch of these running the game videos and they're fantastic anybody can dm mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of preparation that goes into into DMing a, a session and you have to be prepared to kind of do that or or have have some things ready before you sit down to play. Yeah, because otherwise your players are going to be like are going to not be doing anything while you're kind of like looking stuff up. The, the caveat to that is that you could have a whole bunch of things planned and then you're there. You're your players are like, <laughs> how, about we go visit, how about we go visit the Baron? And you're like, what? <laughs> Which what Baron? Oh God! <laughs> yep. I remember you meeting a Baron like four sessions ago. But what was his name? What was his name? Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, uh, 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 okay. Let me pull up a manor house real quick. Cause, <laughs> yep. Because we might need that. And then you know, there's this balance of improvisation and planning that has to occur. And I'm I'm one of those people that if I can plan for as much as possible, that makes me feel more comfortable when I DM. Yeah, but there's the trade-off but there is of... But the, there is the X factor. No matter what I prepare for, the players are going to be like, we're going to go do something else. Right, totally. Which is perfectly reasonable. Right, that's the it's, game. Yeah. I, I have kind of two two final questions before a lightning round. First, I want to know, from your long-running 20-plus year campaign, do you have a favorite moment or favorite memory? Absolutely. Um, there's, there's a couple. One of them is my character has taken on, I guess you'd call it a prestige class, which mm-hmm. is a, 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 he's a drow hunter. Like he, oh God, hates the drow. Um, all right. <laughs> Pip Drowbane. Yes. Pip Drowbane. As you may remember yes, from Twitter. Yes, that he got the Drowbane moniker because he, he seemed to be good at, at killing them. Then he was offered to be taught to kill them better. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. yes. He had been captured uh, again by, by drow <laughs> because they're sneaky little bastards. And he was, t- it was tied up and he was basically had been had been stripped of all of his equipment in chains and it was in an area where there was a, a thing called the Wingate. and it what that was was an, an ancient elven think of it as like a tunnel between two of their elven cities got it you could walk that tunnel in a couple hours whereas normally it would be several weeks of travel yeah to like get a wormhole yeah, kind, of, exactly, kind of deal exactly but they had shut it down when they had trapped a, a baylor in, in it, in it. <laughs> cool. and awesome. and these Great. drow these drow bastards were trying <laughs> to open it up <laughs> and uh they had, they had captured us and um a thing that kept happening was whenever my character would face off against the drow if two things happened my character was guaranteed to slaughter every drow in the immediate area and those two things were he had to have darkness cast on him okay so yep. so my character could not see <laughs> period and the second thing was one one drow doesn't matter who had to say the words 
I'm going to enjoy killing you. Yep. Okay. Got if it. those two things happened, <laughs> my die rolls never below a 15 yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't hit me for anything. Yeah. And just, it's just the it, fates align. It's, com- it's time. It now. is absolute complete coincidence, <laughs> but every time, every single time. And so there's th- this image in my head of, of the Baylor about to come out and my character in chains, but he's, he's very strong. So I actually made the role to break the chains. And so the drow cast darkness and the other one said, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy killing you. And then it was, and, and I turned, I turned to the uh, Jeff who was DMing and I said, I said, nobody can see this, but there is a giant grin yeah. on Pip's face right now. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's practically naked and unarmed, but those drow are dead. And sure enough. And wouldn't you the, know it? <laughs> like less than three rounds later, one of them was knocked unconscious and thrown off a balcony and died on impact. And the other one had been stabbed by his own short sword. <laughs> <laughs> that that is about the best encapsulation of a character you could possibly hope for kind of as a piggyback the the last question before the lightning round is there a point throughout any of the games where we where you were running where you're playing where sitting at the table and kind of going through the story and the experience has made you like emotional obviously it can be cheering on great successes and just you know kind of having that just meltdown if we beat the boss whatever or oh my god you survived it can be sadness and npc dying whatever but yeah. is there anything that that pops into your head there about you know kind of having that that strong of a connection so, uh th- there was so one of the adventures we had had with with pip and the that long group was there was Basically, and and this is a very, very short summary, but there was an assassination mm. attempt on the king. Yeah. And our characters had uh, had prevented it. One of the NPCs who was invisible, but was on our side, mm-hmm. had actually stepped in between the king and the assassin. And so all of a sudden the dagger yeah. was going in and just stopped two feet from the from the king. And there's a you know, confused look on his face until the, the visibility dropped. And, you oh. know, there's our, our mm-hmm. NPC friend who had been stabbed. He survived, but the the emotional part was where afterwards the king the king kind of came up and said said thank you mm-hmm. and and kneel. I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, all right, sure, we kneeled and we actually got knighted by by the king and be, we were made lords in this world and and so I, you know I got a little choked up with that because I'm like I'm like all right that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah um and uh, one of the other NPC knights had had come up and said you you know what this means now right. And my character's like, I actually, no, I have, I have no idea. Do not. He's like, he's like, what you just did, you are now expected to do. And so, you know, it's like, it was like, what, what you just did as, as basically, you know, regular citizens and saving the king because Your you're a moment of heroism. You, you, yeah. You, it is now expected that you will just do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. Um, a sure. real whiplash yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of, a lot of back and forth. But you know, hey, got land out of it, and that's you know, right. Night, you know, he's he's uh, Lord he's, Pip now. Is that what? It is? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And so, and, and what's funny is, is is my Pip is not so much on the Lord. He's like, you know, yes, my Lord. I was like, no, nah, just terrible. Just Pip, yep. Just, yep. just Pip is fine. It's like, yes, my Lord, Pip. No. no. <laughs> okay, now it is time for the lightning round. All right. So these, I tell everyone. You don't have to have any sort of long responses. It can be if you just have a one word thing, that is totally legitimate. But we ask these questions to everyone. So first, is your is your glass half full or half empty? Uh, Most of the time it's half full. Uh, In this particular case, though, it's completely empty because I'm I'm out of water. water. Yes. (laughs) What excites you creatively, spiritually, emotionally? Well, uh, I like... I like new ideas, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily changes. Like I, I like my yeah. my my routines, but uh, I like I like new ideas, and I like specifically new ideas that make things easier. Yeah, <laughs> yep, totally. What does not excite you creatively, spiritually, emotionally? Rework. Mm-hmm. I um, I never liked the idea. Like even in in grade school or high school, when you had to do these creative writing classes, write this thing, and then get feedback and then and rewrite this again. thing and 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 the, the constantly doing this doing that same thing over and over again which is why I always tried to write it completely and absolutely <laughs> correct the first time and that takes a little bit longer but you know in my head that's just made it easier but yeah and basically more tolerable <laughs> yes yes but basically constantly redoing things got it yep what is your favorite sound ooh i actually like like kind of like the birds in the afternoon mm-hmm. um not 
uh, not pigeons, <laughs> um, but the the actual like tweeting of, of yeah. birds, I think, and uh, that combined with running water. Oh, okay. What sound do you hate? Car horns. Mm, oh, good one. What's your favorite word? Ooh, might have to take a page out of uh, token here, but seller. Oh, okay. After reading about that and and seeing it written in cursive on the board, it's just a it's a nice word. Okay. What is your least favorite word? Uh it depends on the circumstance. Sure. But um I'm not a big fan of the word fuck when it's used too often. Okay, yes. It's like like I get you, that. you know, you know those people that it's it's every other word. It's mm-hmm. it's just like I understand you're using it as filler, but how about something else? <laughs> yeah, right. At least diversify. <laughs> got yeah. it, got it. I'm very excited to hear your answer on this one. What uh tabletop role playing game or D D monster have you not faced or run that you would love to? So I I have never run a vampire. Oh. And I mm-hmm. think I think that would be an absolute blast to run as a DM. Yeah. Um, I've had characters face one. Yep. And, and you played Ravenloft, you said. Yeah. So that was, uh, we played Ravenloft. And then also in our, in our long-term campaign, we have also uh, uh, faced one in there as well. But I think, I think it would be fun to run because they're so, they're this, this, this charismatic monster and, yeah. and not necessarily because they have a high charisma, but because they can charm yes. uh, other people. The, the danger isn't necessarily mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. for, for that one. You could end up, you know, being the best friend of this, this guy and doing his bidding and, or her bidding or, or their bidding. But, uh, I think that would be, I think that would be an absolute blast to yep. run. What is your favorite adventure of all time? And it could be one you played through, it could be one you read, could be just like a one-off little story arc that was totally homebrewed. But what is your your most memorable, your favorite adventure? Uh, favorite adventure. I really, really enjoyed, uh, again, in our, our long campaign, um, is, is essentially a quest for the Rod of Seven Parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it is, it, it's basically the Rod of Seven Parts pretty much in name only like there's no the i don't know i honestly don't know if he's pulled anything from the actual adventure for the rod of seven parts or not or just took that idea just um, there is a magic or, or item that is in seven parts yes, and you it, have to go get it exactly my my favorite part of that was when we were looking to get one of the sections and uh the idea of that is if you find the first part the first part can point you to the second the second can point you to the third Got it. yeah we were going to get one of these sections and it had been stolen by the drow and they were trying to get away and my character at that point had learned the the ability to shadow jump so there was a certain number of feet he could jump by jumping into a shadow and popping out of a shadow yep you know got it x number of feet away the drow was escaping on an airship and i'm like oh how far is the airship? It's like, can I can I get there at an angle where if yep. I drop, yeah, I can right. grab it? And there were there were several dice rolls involved with that one. And um, uh, the answer is yes, I could get there. <laughs> Long uh, and short. Yep. Yeah. But that was that was like one of my favorite sequences because we ambushed the drow. Actually, my character ambushed the drow after jumping onto the airship because from their perspective, you know, we got away. Yeah. That that was my one of my favorite sequences because not only did I get to that was number one where uh where I basically created my drow nemesis mm-hmm. kind of. The uh the second part was that was I believe the first ever drow priestess. I had killed. Mm, got it. Which uh, is very important. Pip has a tally of those. Um, <laughs> and it was great because I got to I got to sneak around that whole sequence, got to sneak around the airship was, you know, there was thunder and lightning. I waited for a thunder crash before breaking into the door and like, you know, grabbing stuff and people were jumping out of out of windows and we took down the entire airship. A true like action set. And, piece, yeah, it was, it was it was yeah, it was an entire action set piece. And my character was the center focus of yeah. it. And it was just, I had such a blast during that whole thing that uh, after it all ended both myself and my character were just laughing hysterically like and, uh, like all the because uh, like everything's finally done like all the adrenaline is kind of leaving you just like <laughs> you know? guess we have this airship now yeah 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 uh this i probably also know the answer uh what's your favorite tabletop role-playing game character of all time Ooh. um and i have i have told everyone that obviously i'm interested in yours but it could be anyone if you're like ah i love this particular character oh, from, yeah, a, yeah, from a podcast yeah. that i've a podcast or a show or a stream that i've i've enjoyed or this npc from a classic adventure or whatever yeah actually um one of my favorite characters is an npc uh from again from our, mm-hmm. our long-term game garl garl <laughs> is uh garl is a barrel maker 
sorry, Garl was a barrel maker okay, bef- okay. before he met us. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is this was a guy we had rescued, and he was just essentially a throwaway NPC. Yep. Garl barrel maker. <laughs> but there was a section where we had to go through where, where we were up against a mind flare. Mm. And all of us were getting basically knocked out. Yeah. Except for Garl. Garl made every <laughs> single one of his saving throws. <laughs> Several, several sessions later, we come to learn that two of the other NPCs, uh, Stebby and Bargo, uh-huh. had taken Garl under their wing and were teaching him how to fight and how to, how to be better. <laughs> Garl became a paladin. <laughs> so he went from a barrel maker to a paladin. Had a true, like, player character backstory, yeah, essentially. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so and so now there's, Garl's my favorite, I think, but those three combined, yes. uh, as our DM put it uh, a while ago, between the three of them, they're id, ego, and yeah. <laughs> Super ego, like that. That's their three. That's their the kind whole of their thing, makeup. Yeah. So, so I, we we almost tend to think of them as a single as entity. a unit. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's Garl, Stebby, and Bargo. Any interaction my character has with those NPCs, mwah. always great. Yeah. Last question: What gives you hope? Ooh, uh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this is going to sound really cheesy, but uh, it's a cheesy uh, question. Yeah, lean into um, it kids playing yeah like is 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 like it like they're having a good time mm-hmm. almost doing like nothing like yeah <laughs> and that's kind of like why i like this game is it's all imagination yeah, right sure. and so you know you have this they are having a blast and it's costing no money there's no stress involved with it it's just it's you know <laughs> just play. play yeah yeah well steve it was a lovely conversation well, i could thanks have for talking kept blabbing for essentially indefinitely yeah. but it's always a pleasure we'll have to do this in another you know 10 years and, or so. And just, you know, if, if anybody is listening to this and do you have any questions about any of this other any stuff? Of it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, spe- specifically, you know, hi, how many notebooks are you on for a 20 year campaign? You know, anything like a, that? A lot uh, of them uh, is the uh, answer. Well, uh, it, luck, luckily, I write small. That um, is true. So not as many as you might think. Steve is our is is our, our essentially resident note taker in our group as well. Yeah. So um, but I can uh, I actually maybe I'll just post some pictures of uh I'm sure some of the, sure some of the stuff I've scrolled. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful talking as always. Oh, thanks for having me. And see you when we record next, Steve. Ooh. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs>